God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Listen, when I look, tell they say you, it's too dark. Sid, I told you I, you needed a socialite. You're yellow skin. Who I, said? Who said? She was, said, who is that? They don't even know. They don't even know. Just because said who is that don't mean it's too dark. It's because they can't see me. It's because I'm you talk dark too skin. loud. That's why. They it's can't you, see me because I talk, too, talk loud. too loud. Child, listen. listen. If you understood the what struggle, we just went through. You don't even know. To have this. Do you see how we have, if you're not, first of all, if you're listening on your iTunes or SoundCloud device, you don't see that we have two different microphones. But two if you're different. watching on Facebook Live, you, you see, see the raggediness we, we have of two this. different microphones because the devil stays busy. <laughs> I mean, he's busy. And so, listen, we're late on the Facebook Live. Very late. 46 minutes late. And usually I am late, but this is actually late. (laughs) Usually you are late. (laughs) Yes, I am. No, usually I say two-ish because I don't know what life is going to hold for me. But what? at what point does is it no longer-ish and it's just late? 2.15. Okay, so anything after 15 minutes from your-ish... Is late. Is late. Yeah. I think that's something that the people of God need to know because I didn't know that. So I was thinking more 30 minutes. Let me tell you, anyway, the devil is busy. I had to go to Best Buy. I had to go and get another microphone. I hooked it up. I've been in here watching YouTube videos, trying to make sure y'all get this podcast. And so, yes, here we are. Well, really, it kind of started earlier because you had to go back home to go get the mic you thought was at home. I had the mic at home, but the mic is not at home. And so here we are. Um, child, listen, you know what the devil is? He is a, he's a chicken head. (laughs) The devil ain't nothing. The the devil is a chicken chicken head. (laughs) (laughs) The devil is a chicken head. Do you know what I'm saying? He's basically like, bark, bark, chicken, chicken, bark, bark, chicken head, bark, bark, chicken, chicken, bark, bark, chicken head. Ball head, scallywag, ain't got no hair in the back, jailed up, weaved up, your hair is messed up, need to get about a hustle mission, get, get up on loot, run, run to, to beautician, run game until the game is gravy, do it, <laughs> that don't mean spend cheese for that baby, walk walk <laughs> on a stalk stalk for a bootleg yes <laughs> do you i told you we should have started I further wanted, down yeah where you want to start let let's start with yeah you like my outfit don't, don't even make the deal. deal i thought you said you had your girl on a light beer always in my, my face talking this and that girl i had to buy some rims for the cadillac you riding clean but your gas tank ain't on e be stepping out I had no decent shoes on your feet. That's just a meter broke. You don't know what you're talking about. 
anyway, them new Jordans finna come out. Hate to see you in the club. You're mobbing with a mug. Know that you're riding with your boy, you're nothing but a scrub. But he was with me. That's when you had to hate me. Cause when I got up on your friend, she almost fainted. Almost. She almost. Almost. She almost fainted. We're doing bad. This is um, you know what my favorite part is? Where? He said, I sure did. In our face, drinking on that yak. Mouth full of goals, but you need some tic-tacs. What? You need some gun. Break like, like some thunder. thunder. First of all, have you ever imagined someone who has the breath of thunder? I have been in the face of someone with the breath of thunder. Who's How you? do you tell somebody that their breath is have you thunderous? Ever? Okay, so you've got a thunderous I've breath. I've never told anyone that they've had thunderous breath. You have thunderous breath this afternoon, huh? Do you guys? Have you all ever told someone their breath stinks and how Perhaps you say it? Perhaps we shall come up with a thunder gum. Gum for breath like thunder. I want to bring the computer closer so that I can see people. It's because your eyes. Don't, because you. if you mess up the microphone, this thing's going to be hangry. Okay. okay anywho, listen. Um, someone wants to know who gave us permission to act up like this. And the question is nobody. <laughs> this, we thought about the song before we came on I told y'all, yes. when I told y'all last week that I had a song in my spirit <laughs> for <laughs> this here, it was this song. And because, we believe that the devil is a chicken head. Because so when this perfect. song used to come on, it used to change our lives, I think. Some of my favorite parts of this masterpiece. Yes. Um, um, let me see. You riding clean, but your gas tank is on E. That my that's my favorite part. Breath like some thunder is good. Um, honestly, too. Yeah, you like my outfit. Don't even fake the deal. I thought you said you had your girl on the light bill. Listen. Um, it's a good song. It's a great song. Shout out to. Project, Project Pat. Pat. Project Pat. Okay. Shout out. Um, so how about that? Um, oh, that's my phone. Look at the devil, Lucifer. He's always busy. Okay, listen. Have you been minding your business? I you know daily. I try to practice that. I'm trying to master minding my business. If oh, man, I have been minding my business. I was on vacation, so I had nothing but my business See there? to mind. See there? For six days. We had a beautiful vacation. It's something we should all be able to do. Yes, yes. Um, some Tina likes your glasses, Core. Why, thank you. Be Donna's. Yes. Christina says the best way to tell someone their breath stinks is to pull out some gum and offer it to them, but don't actually eat it yourself. I'm trying to tell you something, okay? Now, and, and sometimes that doesn't work because most people with thunderous breath thunderous, have become immune to the thunder. Breath. Um, so... How that? how do I? Then you must insist that they take the gum. Oh no, I insist. Please, please. Have you been drinking your water, core? I've been drinking my water, sixty four ounces a day. Come on, sixty four. Uh huh. We're moving up to one hundred and twenty eight in June. I've been working out. Yes, tell me huh? about this working New out. New leaf since tell the me last. About this. Last time I think we had you on, you were saying I wasn't going to do it. Yes, but God, what happened? What has brought about this change? Well, you know, I I want to have a baby, sis. That's okay. that's what I really want to do, and I do not believe that I can do that. Via Via donuts and cheese bagels. Wow, wow. So wow. the Holy Ghost said, you know, if you want to have a healthy baby, 
Mm-hmm. You may want to have a healthy life. But you know what is so interesting? Because some people do have babies eating donuts and cheeseburgers. Yes, they do. But what works for some people won't work for you. This is true. And just because they're okay with bringing their child in via donuts and cheeseburgers, what, I... What? Cheese what? Cheeseburgers. Where are you I, from? Cheeseburgers. Okay, sure. I don't want to bring my children in via donuts and cheeseburgers. So no so. more donuts and cheeseburgers for you. No, and I didn't say no more. <laughs> now let's not get <laughs> ahead. Did, let's not get say? too hasty. <laughs> uh, I've been doing my Peloton Amen. three times, sometimes four times uh-huh. a week for forty-five minutes, Come and on, each and every time I feel like I'm going to die. Course in Los Angeles, and I'm wondering, of course, you go to Orange Theory with me tomorrow. I am not doing that. Cool. Now you, I told you, you, I told said, you, but last time you no, said no, no. Listen, but last I know, uh, uh-uh. uh. I said that I would go to Soul Cycle with you, and I'm not going to Orange Theory. Why not? Because I'm not an Orange Theory person. Ella asked That's me not where I am orange. right now. Ella asked me today, do they have orange juice at Orange Theory? <laughs> <laughs> That's Ella. That is my is niece. always asking the important questions. Um, Court. So the thing about Orange Theory is that everyone is going to be broken. There's going to be old ladies in there. They're going to be heavy set people in I don't there. Care. They're going to be skinny people in I there. Don't and care. you can go at no, your own pace. But you see what you have to do? You have to do what works for you. That's mm-hmm. what you told me. Mm-hmm. And Orange Theory works for you, but it doesn't work for me. I don't believe that the Lord resides there. No one has ever told me, coming out of Orange Theory, that God was resting in there. Okay. He's not resting there. I want to go where he's resting. Monica thinks that you should go and that we should film it because there could be something happening that would be worthy of entertainment. It won't, because you know what I would be doing? Sitting in the corner, (laughs) drinking water. That's what will happen. That's what you will take. How about that? Um, Okay. Oh, Orene says, Orange Theory has my knee hurting. So how about no that? donuts and cheeseburgers? Have no, your knees hurt? No, court. No orange theory is tough. You got your to knees. get it court, in. You don't know what Orleans. Listen, my knees be hurting too. Okay. That I used that. I used to use that excuse for why I did not get on the workout journey. She, but she must have went to Orange Theory and had an energy in injury. Anyway, see now she's gonna use that knee as an issue for not doing anything else. Janelle, and we just can you share that. your sister with me, Lord? If she was my sister, I would be blessed and full of laughter. I can't share her. Although I've had to my whole life. Yes. Okay. Um, listen, so you I've, I've shared you as well. No, but I have shared you more than you've shared me. Lies. Core. Sarah, I refuse. I refuse. Core. I won't Core. believe it. Core. I have not shared you. I'm not going to receive it. Core. I don't you, believe it. Core. Since we were children, Do you, not you have it. always had a pack of friends. A pack of them. And how many have I had? One, possibly two at the same time. You stayed a little low on the friend. <laughs> I stayed. I may uh, be drowning, y'all. Somebody help me. I help stayed me. a little low on the friend. Well, pool. I share you more now than you share me. I don't think that's true. I absolutely. I don't, Ask the see, delegation. Cor, how many people do you be Marco Poloing and periscoping and all of that stuff? I talk to my husband, my kids, the people who work for me, the people who I work for. That's it. You talk to people all of the time. I do. I do. I do. Okay. She, she wins. 
So, anywho. She wins. Listen, um, Kalika says, Sister Core with the English accent. Yes, I hate that English accent, and I wish it could go back to Target where it came from. What do you mean? Or Walmart. That sounds like a Walmart accent I don't know me. what she's speaking of. Ashley Henderson wants to know, is Orange Theory that bad? They just built one in my area. I was going to go, but y'all got me. Ashley, go. I go. I've been going for almost two years, and it's a great workout, and you feel like you worked out when you go. And don't you want to feel like you worked out when you work out? That's what it does. You should go. You did, that was the worst promotional opportunity. Well, they're not paying for me. you to give to Orange well, Theory. The me, worst. Well, if they pay me, I'll say something better than that. <laughs> Listen, they ain't got to pay me nothing. Don't go, child, because I have heard that the devil resides there. Erica Bar says he that passes I sound out like water Erica as you walk she's in. She's an introvert. You're an extrovert. Me, for sure. Um, I think I'm kind of in between because, like, if I go to a party or something, I'm going to sit in the corner. Like, I don't like I don't really like mingling with people I don't know. Court, you are the life of the party. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) Court, you don't know. (laughs) No, but that's in rooms that I know the people. You know, like I can be the life of the party. Michelle Obama in Houston. You did not know those people. (laughs) Core, you do not know yourself, and that's why we need to talk because you will have yourself out here. You somebody needs to hear this. Listen to what your friends are saying about you. <laughs> you don't know yourself the way you think you do. We've been telling you I, over. I feel like I'm a little bit of an introvert. I don't Cora. I do. I feel like sometimes I don't want to be bothered with people. Just because you don't want to be bothered doesn't mean that you get to be an introvert. So, what are the qualifications for introvert? An, an introvert. To mm-hmm. life. Oh, come on. Yes. Can you say it with your English accent? An introvert to life. <laughs> what, are the, what are the requirements? Okay, so I think an introvert doesn't want to be bothered most of the time. Okay. That's not true. I Then, no. I like, am definitely Social settings give or introverts... Or we don't believe it. <laughs> social um, introverts give... Uh, social settings give introverts anxiety. Like, what is an ambivert? Well, you can do both. Now, listen, don't be speaking things over me. I don't know what an ambivert is, and <laughs> well, I don't think I want to be you, one. It's like being ambidextrous, where you can use both hands, that you're an introvert and an extrovert. Ah, all right, all right, ambivert. Okay, you know, I have to be careful because people will speak things on your life you don't want to receive. Somebody said those glasses are extrovert. Everything about core is extrovert. <laughs> Everything about you <laughs> Extra, extra core. You will pull out orange hair one day, red hair the next. Your glasses will be from your forehead down to your chin. You are an extra. It says, see me. An extrovert says, see me. I'm in the room. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I do think that over the years, I have become more of an extrovert than an, an, an introvert. But if I go somewhere, I don't have a partner in crime. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work out. Tamani Beck says, Lost and Found described only the tip of the iceberg of you and Cora's relationship. Y'all are hilarious. Honey, <laughs> she don't have enough space in a book to okay. describe our relationship. Amen. Just listen, don't try me now. Justin said, she said I put that's the extra a, That's a compliment. Cora, if you, if you would own your truth, you wouldn't my see glasses. that. It's my glasses. Cor, it's your life, Cora. If you would own your truth, you, Cora, you do a whole segment watching a 600-pound person try and get their life together. And it is a segment. Like that is an extrovert court. To in, you invite people to watch TV with you. That is an extrovert. That is an extrovert. Okay, okay, you win. 
I am an unbothered extrovert. When Nona says yes. Core is an unbothered extrovert. I am an unbothered extrovert. Okay. Indeed. Okay, so you've been minding your business. You've working been, out. Working out. Eating right. Eating right. And being an extrovert. Yes. Okay. Um, I've been doing keto. I did keto. Today I'm keto. What? Well, how long have you been doing today? Keto? I'm keto. Today I was keto before I went on vacation, but then I went on vacation. But I'm not on vacation anymore, so I'm keto today. I made some amazing keto muffins she did. because she I need did. to have something that that hits my little sweet tooth a little bit. It's a cinnamon really streusel keto situation. I'll post the recipe for those of you who want to live right. There's no sugar in it. It's no flour, and I use almond flour, coconut flour. It's amazing. Okay, so um, can we get into rescue eat? Yes. Okay. Um, I want to. Can I can I do a shameless plug before you do it? I mean, sure. What? So, y'all, I got a book coming out. Ferocious Warrior. It's coming out July sixteenth. That you can pre-order it by going to ferociouswarrior.com. Now, listen. uh, If you pre-order, it'll bump my numbers up. I'm trying to get my numbers up. So, those of you who are saying I'm gonna just wait till it comes out, I mean, that's gonna be a blessing too. But you be to have your numbers. I'm trying to get as many sales as possible before the release date so that I could maybe possibly end up on the New York Times bestseller list. Okay. And I believe your people and my people. Can I say something? If we come together. So every time I release a book, that's the pressure, right? New York Times bestsellers list. But you know, I don't think that that should be the measure of success. I think that it, if it is in acknowledgement of success, that's one thing, but I don't think it should be the measure of success because the reality is if one person reads the book and their life is changed, then that's enough. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I still want to get on the New York (laughs) Times bestseller list. It's not my measure though. It's my mark. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between a measure and a mark. What is the difference? A measure you live by, a mark you're trying to reach. And so I, I don't live by getting on the New York Times bestseller, but it is a mark that I'd like to hit uh, in life. Goals. Yes, Brandy, it's definitely a goal. And you all can help me to get to my goal and hit mm-hmm. my mark. Okay. Um, Eleanor wants to know what's the minimum number to get you on the New York Times bestseller list. The thing is, it's not just about book sales. There's a lot of other variables, but book sales is a, a really large part of it. But it is a pressure that every publisher and every agent puts on every author to make the list. And I stopped, I after I wrote Don't Settle for Safe, I took a break from writing because I did not like the pressure that comes with writing. I didn't like the idea of like 70,000 words, yeah. the, the due date, yeah. the market. Marketing. You got to hit the list. You got to hit the list. You got to push the book. You got to push the book. Because what started me writing was like, I just love words. And yeah. then I love the fact that it helped people. Well, you're a good writer too. Well, thank you. Yes. But then I decided that I'm not going to write again until I am writing something that I am passionate enough to take all of the responsibility that comes with publishing. Yes. That's what Ferocious Warrior is my most transparent right yet. Mm-hmm. I've been writing for several years, but this will be my second published book. And um, I really do unfold a lot of what made me the person that I am today. And um, and I think that we are ferocious sisters, you know. 
you're the demon bully. I'm the prayer warrior. You yes. put those things together and it's it's a ferocious sister movement. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Uh, okay, Rescue Eve. Rescue Eve. Rescue Eve, if you don't know what it is, go listen to another episode where I have explained it. <laughs> <laughs> ah! When you thought you was going to get some help, um, but you didn't get any help. Let me tell you something. I've explained it so many times that I am not able to explain it anymore. Just get into it. I want to follow up on a rescue that we've had this season in which we rescued someone. Do you know who Queen Naja is? No. She's a singer. Oh, that's the one who did that song. uh, What's the song she made? She did. I know it. Anywho. It's not that I like it. It's something about like, though, ain't it? Like, I like it like that because that's not her. No, it's another song, though, that went around like that. What song does she sing, sissy? Queen Naja sings songs. You don't really know. You don't know. That's not true. Okay. I wish the comments would come in this fast so, when, so someone could say what the song was. Medicine, karma, all of them. Okay, she then She sing no. all of them songs. Maybe it's karma okay. that I know about. You want me to look up the lyrics? And yeah, it's you? probably called karma. You want me to look I don't up? want you to look them up and sing them to me. No. Anywho, listen, listen, here, okay? She just had a baby not too long ago. Right, yes. And she got plastic surgery afterwards. Right. She got her tummy tucked. She got her hip dips filled in. Do you know what hip dips are? No. Hips dip. You're... Let me show you. Okay. So, you see how yeah. right there? Uh-huh. She got it filled in, so it don't do that. Why? Because that means you. you it's a more rounded hip when you fill it in like that. Okay, so anywho, but that's fine. This is her business. This is fine. She okay, told, it is. she told it us about business. it. Okay, and she, she told, did. Tell whereas us. a lot of people lie. Be lying, oh girl, you know they be lying. And so we decided to rescue her. Well, have you ever thought about plastic surgery? Would you get anything? I did. I went actually went to an assessment, a consultation for uh, a tummy tuck because you know when you're too big, you can't get liposuction. There's a weight limit for that. So I was going to go in to get a tummy tuck, and you know that thing was fourteen thousand dollars. And I thought to myself, fourteen thousand dollars, fourteen thousand to get a tummy tuck, fourteen thousand dollars, child. And I thought to myself, I cannot do that. Okay. I cannot spend that kind of money. Mm-hmm. I will not. Spend that kind of money to tuck my tummy. Okay. Well, listen. So, um, anywho, she went and got all these surgeries. And I was just glad that she said something about it. Right. Recently, Cardi B did something very similar. Okay. She was outperforming and um, she made a statement to the crowd like, I got to be careful because y'all going to make me mess up my lipo. And then she ended up canceling her shows because she just got some, she got, she got a breast augmentation and she also got liposuction. Okay. And so um, I thought, um, even though it's similar to the Queen Naja thing, I just want to rescue her again. Um, I would like to rescue Cardi B, rescue oh, these situations. Okay. I'm not going to rescue Cardi B, but I will rescue Queen Naja because Queen Naja told us the Cardi truth. Cardi B told us the well, truth. Well, no, see, my thing here with Cardi oh, B is you cannot stop your responsibilities she, for your desires. 
But she thought she could do No, you can't but do that. You've never people thought people paid to come Let see me tell you, you something. People spent their light bills and their car notes to buy tickets. Some people took food out of their kids' mouths okay, but, to go see Cardi. Well, they shouldn't have done that. Well, no, they shouldn't have. And she okay. shouldn't have okay, but done it, what she did to keep her from doing her responsibilities. But you've never thought that you could do something and then got in the middle of doing something and been like, "I'm see, Corey, we have the right to change our mind. You should have done it do after it. But she her not, tour. But she should have done it didn't. after she her tour. She didn't. Eve, so I'm not going to rescue her but, because but a rescue good team would have told her. But Rescue Eve is all about seeing how someone could end up Make in a, a situation. Make a Yes, exactly. Right. right. This is what I'm saying. She got too much money and too many people in her team to be making these types of mistakes. But she did make the mistake. And so I am just saying that we should rescue her. One, she was honest about her plastic surgery. Well, you know what? I feel like if Beyonce got a tummy tuck and liposuction, then she would have been singing up there with her little tubes hanging out <laughs> up under her dress. Beyonce we have would seen, never. We <laughs> have seen Beyonce fall down several steps, so, jump back so, up like so she never fell and kept on singing. So what you're saying now is that be, she should have pulled a Beyonce and kept singing. She for, got to keep on. The show must go on. People paid their money. Okay. Okay. If liposuction could have been, because this is the thing, your doctor told you both what could happen and what could have happened if there was an emergency. So you know before they cut you that there could be a risk of you having to go longer in the healing process. But you've never been in the middle of something and then figured No, that's what I'm saying, sissy. She wasn't in the middle of. (laughs) <laughs> the doctor tells you that prior but to. But she thought she was good. She thought you can't do that. That's what I'm saying. She's got to take responsibility for the fact that she thought she was going to be good, but she wasn't. And when there is a risk, any level of risk, you should have waited until after the tour so that you don't have to now refund these okay, people their so, money. Okay. Delegation, can we rescue... Cardi B. I would like to rescue her. Cora would not. Carmen Mark says, send the floaties. Shabriga says, I am done with Cora. She said, tube showing. Because Cora is crazy. She Danielle says, transportation still closed for the holiday. No rescue. Zakia says, no rescue. Cardi didn't use her common sense. Risha says, she should have waited until she was not torn. I, I just... Straight up. Okay. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so, nope, Monica says no helicopter. Tracy says she needs people like her on accountability team. Um, Janelle says- See, and Monica says she loves Cardi B, but no rescue. Okay, that's fine. Okay. But all I'm saying is this. For the next time one of y'all have told y'all ah! friends- Cardi is Blackberry, Beyonce is iPhone. <laughs> that's not. We're not comparing phones. Core. <laughs> Core. Lisa says I'm standing with Core. Period. This Core is not running for nothing. I'm standing with Core. She is not standing sta- for me. You can't I'm stand standing for, for no rescue. You're not. You can't for... stand for Core. Core ain't running for nothing. I am. Listen, 
Patricia says, yes, rescue Cardi. She'll know better next court. Just hear me clearly. She's new to this. She's trying to make sure that she maintains this certain level of, you know, like fame and responsibility. And she thought she could hit the pressure even to have plastic surgery is a sign that my body needs to look a certain way. I need to do this. I need to do that. And it's a lot of pressure on her. And what I'm saying is if we rescue her, it would be like us being like, when you help, you you ain't never helped your friend move or told a friend they could come kick it with you or like come live with you for a minute and then you got in it and you was like this was a bad idea I'm saying she yeah, got every into- friend but I got in it knowing the risk that's what I'm saying she well, knew the risk no and she kept going you don't have any grace I don't have grace when you jump into something you don't that you knew grace. she needed to do it after the tour Selena says rescue Cardi she tried it she better she but she better do better she gonna do better next time Okay, Aaron says, Sarah, I love you, but this core made a good point. No rescue. Okay, well, forget it. Can we give her some floaties? Okay. We don't have to we'll send give a helicopter. Her some floaties. And she can blow them up herself. Yes. Gosh, you don't have no grace. I do, I feel like your team should sit with this is stuff fine, you fine, when you're going into surgery, fine. you sit down with a team. The team says, Ooh. "Hey, this is what Ooh. will what happen team? if you cannot fulfill your duties." Hey, whatever. Okay, whatever. Now, she's not going to sit up here and act like she ain't got no team. Okay, so we're going to send her the floaties. We will send her some floaties because you are the president. I am just the vice. have some grace. I agree. You don't have any grace, okay? Listen, Um, I'm thinking about the people that paid hundreds of dollars to come see your concert who can't come because you took fat out your stomach and lifted your boobs up. It ain't nothing wrong with that. I just think she could have said, you know, my, my baby's sick. You know, do something Listen, that don't say, we've I got to We've miss, sent the floaties. I spent we've, money. We've rescued her, no. and you're still talking so about it. So what about it. the audience? Because can we rescue the audience? Okay. Cora, can we no. rescue these women? Well, one woman in particular. One woman. She's been dating a gentleman from Gwinnett County, <laughs> she Georgia. She can't blow up the floaties. She's still hurting from lipo. <laughs> the delegation court. Now, when you read the delegation comments, you got to give them credit, okay? Oh. So Karen said that. Karen okay. said that. All right, listen. Um, there's a gentleman out of the Gwinnett County, Georgia, who's being accused of convincing a woman he met on Match.com to marry him in less than a week and scamming her out of $80,000. The 35-year-old, known as John Martin Hill, who has a warrant out for his arrest, is being um, accused of theft by deception after he reportedly posed as a millionaire and told the victim that he wanted to buy a house with her after dating for only just a week. Now, let me tell you, I think we should rescue her. But then I read something that made me not want to rescue when I was reading. You know what she said? You know what I said that made me not want to rescue when um, it said he posed as a millionaire? Because if you... does one pose as a millionaire? It's not the prison stance. How do you do it? You need to get in the mirror and practice. I want to know how. Okay, because here's the thing. Um, If you are a millionaire, you don't need $80,000 from me. This is what I'm saying. But but also, when you're in love. No. You don't get to be in love after a week. Cora, that's not true. It is true. Cora... (laughs) 
You don't get to be eighty thousand dollars in now, love after now. A week. Now you've spoken a word. How, mu- how you much? Can money be, do you, get you can be. You can be supersized McDonald's be, meal can you be after a week. Eighty dollars in love after a week. You could be eighty dollars in love after a week. Eighty dollars is a tank of gas. Yeah, a premium gas for her car. See, she telling her business. She telling her business. $80. Everybody else spending forty and fifty dollars on that gas. Eighty dollars is, is gas and a meal. It is gas and a meal. Child, yes. Eighty dollars is a lot of money. I think you can be eighty dollars in love after a week. You cannot be eighty thousand dollars in love I, after a week. I love my husband with my whole heart. If I'm he was not eighty thousand dollars in love right now. <laughs> of course. How long have you and Brandon been married? This moment, <laughs> it'll be eight years next Cor, week. Eight years, and eight, I, Cor, eight years. 80, I am not eighty thousand dollars <laughs> in love right now. Is what I've tried to tell you, and I don't think my husband oh. is either. <laughs> <laughs> $80,000 why are you is not, a Cora, lot of money. Cora, why are you not $80,000 in love? Because that's a lot of money. <laughs> You're not going to ask any questions. Um, You're not going to say, what do you need this money for? What? Okay. Where is this money going to? What kind of house are you getting with a down payment of $80,000? Because one What it, kind of house is that? That's a raggedy house. Of course, it doesn't have to be a raggedy house. It's not an a million dollar man's house. Okay, so usually you need 20% down. Right. So, for, so you could get a $400,000 house. That's a nice or house 80, in Texas. That's not no million dollar house. No, but it's, I mean, $400,000 can look like a million dollar house depending on where you live. It ain't going to be nothing That's in Los true. Angeles. It depends on where he lives. Yeah, but first, she, all, she got what, to be. But how much are you putting in on this? And why are we going half Z's on it if you're a millionaire? I'm, why are we getting a house after a week? That's true. He even took her house shopping. Why? So to be clear, we're not able to rescue her. We're not going to be able to rescue her Can because some stuff you just need common sense for. Tara says no rescue. She's grown. She's a grown $80 woman. is a fl- Unfortunately, hard lessons cost sometimes. Sarah says as a college student, $80 is close to rich. Toriana says, I love when y'all are on together. I, I don't know. Priscilla says, if he was rich, why would, why would he need her money to help buy a house? That is my question. Marissa says, let's rescue the child's mind. Can we rescue that? We 80- do need to, ch- to rescue that baby what mind. What we need to rescue is the $80,000. Is it in Listen, the custody can she of law send it to me? I can make her feel very loved. Court, court. If she <laughs> Listen, court. if he could do it in a way, I could convince you of many things court. if you're going to give $80,000. What is her number? So I can call her and, and bless her life. I, $80,000. Says, can we rescue him? She did that to herself. Hmm. Huh? No. No, he don't need no rescue. This is probably not the first woman he's done this it to. It says desire. I want to say Desiree, but it says desire. Let's not forget what the Bible says about fools. Core, what the Bible say about fools? They say a bunch of stuff they about food. Proverbs about say a lot about food. Patricia says no rescue. Ramona says no rescue. Casey says no, we can't. She should have known it was something up. Chase says if she was $80,000 in love after a week, she deserved to be scammed. Agreed. Chase has spoken a word. Agreed. Okay, so Paula says, did she put her name on the Send deed? Paula, her. it wasn't a deed to put the name on Paula. She, the money, he was the deed. The money is yeah, gone. He's gone. She's sitting there home with her cheeseburger and french fries wondering where it all went wrong so to be clear we're not rescuing her we are not 
rescuing this baby. You are not eighty thousand dollars in love. You are right not eighty thousand dollars in love after you? right now. Me, you right now. No, <laughs> no, no. Brandon would have to. to act. Could you imagine? Could you? Are you eighty thousand dollars in love I right am. now with no explanation? No, just. Babe, give me $80,000 and just you give it. Well, right. It's not no explanation. He said he was going to buy a house. If my husband came to me right now and was like, babe, I need $80,000 for this. Then I could give it if it made sense. Well, I had to find it before I can give it. Well, you know, so we, I got to always find it before so, I can. So we hypothetically This is saying, a very hypothetical uh, okay, conversation. Okay, so yes, I would give it to my husband. If my husband came and told me I need $80,000 for this and it made sense, I would do it because <laughs> I know him. What are you saying? It may not make sense. It don't make sense after a week. If he had asked me for $80,000 after a week. No, 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 no. I don't care if I felt like God himself appeared and said, this is your husband. I would be like, well, then my husband's going to learn who I am. Yeah. Because yeah. there's He's no gonna way He's going to have to wait on God's unchanging hand. I promise you're not getting I it from me. I believe that that's what I would do. I believe that if Brandon asked me for $80,000, I would tell him to pray about it. Today? And ask God to bring provision. I think today and after a week. <laughs> oh, seek his face, honey. Seek his face. Seek and you shall mm-hmm. find. Seek Ask him. Ask and it shall be given Don't unto you. Don't seek me. <laughs> seek him. You're asking the wrong person. Hello. Okay. So, Brittany says we won't rescue her, but can we buy her a drink or something? <laughs> Sis had a hard week. Sis had the hardest. She obviously don't. Have a hard week. It and she got eighty thousand dollars to give the, away. If, if eighty thousand dollars is gone, it is the hardest of weeks. It can't be. Okay. After a week, you just drop that eighty thousand. Like this is it. Okay, I have a story for you. Okay. So we're not rescuing her. We're not rescuing her. We are going to rescue the $80,000. Right. We're actually going to put her in a psych ward. Of course. Let her no, rest there. No, yes, she no. needs someone to touch her mind. Yes, Court. there's something going Court. on value-wise. No. No. She was in love. No, she was not. She thought she was. Okay. She was not. Well, we can't. Oh, we're sending her to a psych ward. She needs to get some help. She needs to talk court. to a therapist. No, well, she can talk to a therapist. That's where they do that at a psych court. ward. You can't. No. She can't go to a psych ward. Court, can you please stop saying? I don't even think psych ward is politically she correct can afford to say. It. She she needs. That's to, what they call it. Court. Still. No, I don't know about that. They do, but. The point is that we need to t- get her some emotional support. She needs to, to go help to therapy. Us figure, yes, and okay. that's and there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. Yes. I, we're sending her straight away. She got money to pay for it. I would like to move on to the next story. Um, this is a Connecticut man who is wanted by law enforcement in Torrington. And he said he'd only turn himself in if his wanted poster on Facebook got 15,000 likes. And they agreed to it. So, bruh said if he's going down, might as well get something out of it. So, now authorities are counting on the power of social media to get 29-year-old suspect Jose Sims behind bars. So, what do you think about that? The The... So who are we trying to rescue him or the police that agreed to this? The police who agreed to this. The mm-hmm. police have said 
He said he wanted to, he said the police officer said that he negotiated and that he said if he could get 10000 but the guy wanted 20000 So instead, they split it right down the middle. And if he gets 15,000 likes, then he will turn himself in. Isn't that something? I think it's ridiculous. Isn't that something? That the cops agreed. That the cops agreed to social media. Now, and if this was an African-American man, it wouldn't have gone that way. Well, his name is Jose. It don't seem... It ain't. Jonathan. Jonathan's not a black name. Dig deeper. <laughs> dig, dig deeper. Jalen. It's not... It's, you know, like, the fact that the police negotiated with you via social media likes... Did he get the likes? Um, I don't know. I didn't follow up on the story because I couldn't believe it. I'm sure they did because people love this kind of stuff. I'm not trying to rescue no police. And I know they're not all bad, but. Um, <clears throat> oh, he's still a no-show. Did he get the 15 likes? Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, he of course time. he a no show. Y'all gave him time yeah. and opportunity to get away. Okay, of course he's a no show. All right, okay. So, so somebody said I don't remember their name. Somebody said that they love us. It's like we grew up in separate households, like her <laughs> and her sister. I, I know. Isn't that weird? It's why is it like? I that? promise you, we grew up together. Yeah, but I, our whole life has kind of been like. Do you think yeah. like we grew up in separate households? It seems like it, but we did we did it. Every day of our lives. We grew up to together. That same room for most yes. of it. And yet here up we are. Up until grandma passed. And then what happened? I moved into her room. And it was the biggest room in the house and after mom and dad to her clothes. I did, y'all. She used to have the nicest liturgical skirts and Cora things. Is. And I would put on grandma's skirts and just dance around her room. Didn't nobody grandma, want a room? We had not even had grandma's funeral. And that we looked up she had, had two had beautiful balconies Cora, in her Cora room. had on grandma's skirt. We her bathroom was lovely. We're still grieving. It was a and walk we looked in up closet. And Cora is floating around the house. Her memory, but didn't you used to give um, signs on your mirror and stuff? I did. Yes, yes. she take a steamy shower, and Grandma would say, "Wait a minute." Okay, so but I still stayed in there. You did. Okay, all right. So, can you keep scrolling so I can see the comments? Okay, all right. So we're not going to rescue Josue. We're not going to rescue. Okay, I'm going to try one more. No rescue for Juan Patricia. His says. name is Josue. It wasn't Jose. It- it was Jose. Yes. Okay, listen. So, Wendy Williams' son has reportedly been arrested for allegedly assaulting his father and Wendy's estranged husband. We just reported, this is the Shade Room, of course, that the cops were investigating a scuffle between Kevin Jr. and Kevin Sr. that happened this morning. The incident reportedly took place in the parking lot of a store near the family's home in New Jersey. Do you think, I think that we should rescue Wendy Williams' son from this arrest. Absolutely. Due to the fact that he's been in a traumatic experience. Very much so. And we don't really know what happened. We don't know what his dad said. We don't know, you know, violence is never the option. Until it is. And 
until but, it I, is. I mean, violence at the end of the day is, you know, what did Martin Luther King Jr. say? That a, a riot is the is the voice. Hold on. Rioting. Yeah, look is, it up because I don't know. Rioting. Is, I know he said I have a dream. Okay. Is the voice of the unheard or something? Hold on. Is the language of the unheard. There you go. Yeah. A riot is the language of the unheard because at the end of the day, it is the, when you feel like you, it is the only means in which you can express yourself. Yes. And I personally have sat on the sidelines and watched these news stories about their relationship and about their marriage. And I have seen how they've had these, you know, we're together, we're not yep. together. And I'm sure their son has been in the middle of that as well. Not then, to mention school. Right. And his friends are probably talking. And, and then to find out through all of that back and forth that not only are they not together, but he's had this child. And allegedly. homie is living down the street. The, yeah, like that's a lot. So I don't know. I think that when you are going through a divorce, which is terrible and, and just like awful, awful. No matter for like, everyone, yeah, like he she has a rightful reason to divorce him, and it is still challenging. Yep, tearing apart your life to create what you hope is going to be a better, more healthier life. Mm-hmm. But you cannot underestimate what your children are seeing and perceiving. And sometimes we get so wrapped up in our own pain and our own emotions that we don't see what's happening to the children who are in the middle. That's true. And you have to be really aware and attentive in order to kind of walk them through it as well. And, you know, sons are something about their mamas. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, if we don't, again, we don't know what he said, but obviously he said something about his mama that pushed him to the edge. Well, maybe, maybe not. I mean, he could have just been mad. Well, he said, well, they said that he was talking about Mm -hmm. their separation. Mm -hmm. And so he got punched because he was talking about that. So as a protector, and I'm sure with the divorce, he probably feels like even more of his mother's protector. I think he just wanted to make it really clear to his father's whose side he was on. And um, I think that we should rescue him. We should send all the sources and resources that he private needs. Private jet. We're going to send a private yep. jet. Yep. Shanika says, yes, rescue him. He's under a lot of stress with his parents' divorce and the embarrassment of the entire thing. Christina says, yes, rescue that boy. He needs it. Bella Wilson says, I so love you, girlies. Kiebra says, children are affected in ways we cannot always visibly yep. see, unfortunately. Not to mention his mama was lying for several months about the whole situation. Well, we, yeah, we don't know you what know? he was receiving, but that's fine. Uh, Shalia says, let's send all forms of transportation to rescue him. So we're going to rescue him. We're going to send the jet. I'm what up, Robin? Who? She says she just logged in and she saw Cora. Look at God. Why do you do it? All right. So that's who we're going to rescue. Amen. Amen. And amen again. Again. Hail Mary. You are unfamiliar about what Hail Mary is. Yeah, about. you did not give me the information on that. Um, sorry. So do you want to explain what Hail Mary is while yes. I pull up the stories? Hail Mary is our opportunity to really just shout out someone who's done something really great in the community or um, just overall. Uh, it's our time to celebrate them and just shout them out. Uh, Mackenzie Bezos. 
is the now ex-wife of Amazon founder Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. And she is now worth $37 billion as a result of their divorce, which is <laughs> half of their fortune. Listen. Now, she can meet somebody on Match.com. you get married without a prenup. $37 billion. Maybe she the one that got scammed after that week. That $80,000 did not bother her. No. Mackenzie Bezos has promised to give at least half of her fortune to charity just months after finalizing her divorce from the world's richest man. The newly minted billionaire has given the Giving Pledge, which encourages the world's richest people to dedicate a majority of their wealth to charitable causes either during their lifetimes or in their wills. Do you think you could do that? Give $35 billion to charity? Yeah. If I had $35 billion, I don't think I would give it to give it all to charity. No, just uh, like a portion. I mean, because if you have $37 billion yeah, and all I you had, end up with is a billion, that's fine. What, what is happening? And that's on mute. It wasn't, though. You had just turned it down. Okay, listen. $37 billion. That's what I'm saying. If I had $37 billion, I wouldn't give it Could all you to give charity. $36 billion up? Wait. You're saying if I had $37 billion, would I give 36 of it to mm-hmm. charity? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no. I, I mean, but a billion dollars. If, if I had $37 billion, I would probably give maybe... Two billion Court, that is so right. to charity. Court, that is. So I have right. kids, and <laughs> they don't life. need thirty-five billion dollars. Charity need thirty-six billion. <laughs> yes, multiple. You can do multiple charities. I will give two billion dollars. That is the raggedy. Give, that is the most raggedy. I will give three point seven. Listen, Jesus only asked for ten percent. Now come on. <laughs> Come on, you try, sissy. That's over eighty percent of my money. You can keep a billion of it. Listen, a billion dollars is a lot of money. You would still have generational wealth with a billion dollars. Listen, listen. I would have even more generational wealth (laughs) with uh, with thirty seven. I will give. I will give three point seven billion to Flint, Michigan, so that they can get their water. Sarah said. She said well, two billion. I was thinking one. Sarah, I was thinking one as well. <laughs> but she over here looking at me like I'm. Ashley says she not a pay giver. These six figure student loans. Oh, I'm sorry, Ashley. Uh, Kavana says I'm with Core. I would not give half. Y'all would not give half of no, this. Are y'all no. what? No, buddy. What? No, buddy. Monique says they better take that $2 billion and say thank you. Do you hear what I'm saying, Monique? Do you want to take it back? Absolutely. (laughs) Where there is no gratefulness, there is no God. And I can't be giving charity and money to people that don't bless the Lord. You say thank you when people give you billion, uh, a billion anything. You need to say thank you when somebody gives you a dollar. But, okay, I'm really disappointed with the delegation not giving more of their money. No, you're disappointed with the delegation not giving over 80% of their money. Yeah, because you have so much of it. Well, Sarah, you'll just be the raising hope for everyone. (laughs) 
<laughs> you give the 36 million and hold your billion. And we will give you a Hail Mary. Hail Mary to Sarah. Oh, shut up before I hit you. Hail Mary to Sarah. <laughs> Remember when I hit you with that remote control? It's, yes. a, it's about yes. to happen again. Sarah used to it's throw remote controls off sure at me. And it's going to happen again. Me. Whatever. Hail um, Mary to Sarah. The court, whatever. What say the delegation? All of them agree with me. Jubilation says I would give Why a does charity millions. need 36 billion? Because One will suffice. Because, oh, okay. Listen. Yes, Tara. Yes, God does love a cheerful giver and <laughs> he will love me giving this 1 billion as well. Okay, listen. Jasmine says no one's getting more than God. You okay, <laughs> listen, listen. She's trying to get make me get them eighty percent. The Lord only asks for ten. But what I'm saying, no, first of all, no. it is so much money. No, you would still have generational wealth, and you could spread I, those charities. You could I feed said kids 3. in 7. Africa. You could help foster kids in America. Sarah, you could no. You Sarah. could spread court. Sarah, you could bring steam. Hail Mary to Sarah. Hail Mary to Sarah. <laughs> Can we, Hail give, Mary. can we give a Hail Mary to Ashley Williams? Ashley Williams received her master's degree and law degree in this Is this same... the baby that had autism? No. Oh, because there's the first woman to have received, uh, passed the bar and became an attorney, uh, had autism. Okay, well, I'm going to read my story. Go ahead. And you can I will it. find it. Did you hear what I said about Ashley Williams, though? No. Ashley Williams received her master's degree and law degree in the same week from two different universities. In the same week from two different universities. Why not do all of it under one? How, you, this is just why people don't do stuff. You, we celebrating that she did it at all in general, and you asking why she ain't do it all at the same place. Well, no, I, I do. I celebrate that she did it. I think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I just wonder why did they not offer? She began her master's degree at George Washington University in 2015 while working at the State Department as a special advisor and director of special projects to the U.S. ambassador at large for global women's um, issues. I was really interested in beginning a program that would allow me to build upon my undergraduate degree. I love politics and uh, love for politics and allow for me to continue working. I knew I needed to grow. So it sounds like she started down the program of getting her master's degree. And then she ended up um, not long after starting the program, she applied to law school in pursuit of a lifelong dream. That fall, I also applied to law school, which had been a part of my plan since high school. But of my par- both of my parents are lawyers and I admired them and wanted to follow in their footsteps. So, okay. Well, shout out. That's amazing. The girl I was talking about is Haley Moss. She is the first person with autism to pass the Florida bar exam and successfully become an attorney at 24 years old. Yeah. That's dope. First, first woman with autism, first person with autism. It just, it just gave me such goosebumps because you don't have to let anything stop you from doing what you know you can do. And she didn't let her diagnosis keep her from doing what she wanted to do. And she accomplished it. She did. Um, Sasha Obama went to prom. She looked like a, Saw her. Looked yes. like a million bucks. Yes. And don't you just love how it was just regular family it was in photos? backyard. Do you know? I just love it. Because have you seen these proms that these kids are going on these years? It's People their spent, Somebody told me that they spent $18,000 on their baby's prom. Why? I don't know. Why? 
I'm not sure. Like eighteen thousand dollars could go towards tuition or the uh, house or car. car or something. Take that eighteen. Why for prom? First of all, it's not your wedding. It's not. But you know what? Maybe we're just speaking broke people language. Maybe eighteen thousand. No, I think we're speaking wise people language because <laughs> I am not going to spend eighteen thousand for little sweet Amari. No. No, she will not go to prom before I spend $18,000. I know, that's right. You can't go. If the only way for you to get to prom is for me to spend $18,000. You're not going. When I tell you, you I'm will about dance to turn in the living music. room. I'm about to I, turn some I music I mean, you better get right pretty for this now. living room. I will make you, you a nice me? little cocktail DJ, in the class. DJ, won't you play this girl a love I song? mean... Oh, walk, walk, no, chicken no, head no. all up and through this Does living room. Does she want us to pull the lyrics back up? I'm All just up saying, in my I'm face. not spending $19. Talking this and that. We got rap music tonight, huh? We got slow music tonight. What do you want? What, do you, what would 90s, you like? Dance with your Frankie brother. Frankie Beverly go, and Maze. Go ahead and dance here. with your brother. Come on. Earth, Wind, and Fire. If it, do listen. you remember? I'm not doing it. Okay. 18000 No. How about that? Nicole says, oh, no, they did not consult with God on that $18,000. No, they didn't. Okay. Ashley and I bet you she ain't grace. even going to college, bless her heart. Yes. Rose says, our daughter didn't spend that on her wedding. It's Monica too- said, child, I had a whole $300, and, and that-, that was for everything. That's fine, for prom. That's your dress. That's your shoes. That may be your dress and shoes. Yeah, what else is it do you need for prom? Everything else is extra above dress and shoes. Everything okay, so makeup, hair. Mm-mm, your cousin nails can do your makeup. Feet. Your cousin can do your hair. Yes, your cousin. You can do your nails and feet. Be realistic. You can do Be your realistic. nails and feet. Be realistic. Yes. Be real three hundred dollars is someone's car payment. Be realistic. What if you had thirty seven billion in Joe? I'm still not spending well, if you the way y'all You don't know us. You don't know our the lives. Way y'all giving away stuff, okay? We had thirty seven billion. Darlene they would says, still not As a teacher, money. most of them spending that much is for the parent and not the child. That's a word. Christina says, my budget was $100, is and was, okay? Christina says, ladies, I had a long day. This is giving me life. Gathoni says, hi, delegation. I'm late, but it's 2 a.m. in Nairobi, Kenya, but I am logged in. Hey, Cord. What up? Okay. Um. All right. So, let me see. Sasha went to prom. Um, my girl yep. had a mask. Kavana says, y'all are speaking wise people language. I got my prom dress for high school for $100, did my own makeup, and my yes. cousin did my yes. hair. Come on. So I told you. I told Keep you your cousin could family. do your makeup. Le- oh. Joy. Yes, let's go with Joy. Makeup and hair is about 500. What? Makeup and hair is 500 what? For I think maybe she meaning yeah, I guess after your bundles. I mean, and an install. I'm not being crazy like you yeah. Curl. You can spend $500 on makeup and hair. You could. But what I'm saying is this, like for the average person who was going to prom, like I'm not spending a lot of money to send you to prom. I think 300 to 500 is a good budget. First of all, you're beautiful already. You are. You're fearfully and wonderfully I made. mean, God did You it. don't even need, need all You don't that. need a whole bunch. Now, anything above dress and stuff is extra. And I think- And people children, don't do limos and stuff They no don't. More. That's what I'm saying. Don't yep, we'll so, get you a black Uber. Maybe I'm going to give y'all a gift certificate. Y'all can go on a nice dinner. Yeah, a little dinner after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like a like a TGIF. Core. Like a Cheddar's. Whatever. Like a cheesecake factory? I hop. 
like a IHOP. Whatever, however you want to live your life is you what know? I'm saying. But eighteen thousand dollars, I can't capital imagine. Grill. It. Okay, <sighs> the advice column. No, we did. Uh, oh yes, we did three. Yeah, you want to tell me about my show? You know what? I'm here to help you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what I'm here You're to do. You're going to tell me about my segment? I'm here to help you. You're going to tell me how to do my show? I am here to help you. Okay. Do the work. Do you watch a Yanla? Sometimes. All right. Oh, y'all got beef. No, I just don't care for her ways of helping people. I, can, I don't think I can handle it because I'm so sensitive that I can't handle people. No, I think I me. would handle it very well. I just don't agree with some of the ways that Did she handles Did you see when people. that girl cussed her out? On, yes. That wasn't right. Yes. We should have sent a rescue for her. I did. I tried to. I tried oh. to rescue her. Because some, some people can't handle you coming at them like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just think her approach can be a little aggressive. I'm speaking at a conference in Atlanta, and Ayama's going to be speaking there. It's like in September. It's kind of a big deal. The Holy Ghost is a big deal. You've been on platforms with greater. Core. Core. <sighs> Anywho. You're kind of awesome. We're going to be moving on to the advice quorum. Quorum. <laughs> Forum. <laughs> <laughs> when core has taken over every aspect of your show that now you can't even use. Uh, did name. y'all go to prom? Yes. We went to our junior and our senior prom. And as a matter of fact, our mother planned our senior she, prom. She sure did because we went to a small school yes. and they didn't even have no Class prom, of 12, 18? 12. We graduated in 2005. No, how many people are in our class? Oh, 21. Yeah, class of 21 students. You them out of your mind. Oh, five. We probably, our degree, ain't never our little diplomas back. probably don't mean nothing because that school is not even open anymore. Did you know that? No. It's closed. See, I never went back. Once I complete no, I a thing, I don't go no, back. No, I just, <laughs> shut up, Cora, first of all. Secondly, For real? I was on, um because some somebody followed me on Facebook, mm-hmm. on my Facebook page, and then I went on to the website. It's closed. Dang. Um, anywho, so basically our diploma don't mean nothing, which is why we're crazy. Um, so here, Lenny, everyone's laughing at you because you're crazy. Me? Uh, yes. Okay. Okay, so listen, um, I have an advice question. Okay. Bring your life together so you I can I am. I'm, I'm going Close into my special place. Okay. So God spoke to me about a month ago and told me to write a book. The book will be about my journey so far in Christ. I will speak about key things such as my mom passing away from AIDS, me having several abortions, and even being married to a woman at one point. Wow. The thing is, I am a little scared about opening up to the public. I think about how people will react, especially those I will talk about in the book. My question is, what should I do? Sometimes I experience writer's writer's block because of this. Any encouraging words? So one of the first things I want to say to you is this. If God has put it on your heart to write a book about your life, write the book. Write the book as raw and unfiltered as you feel it, okay? Just because you write it doesn't mean that you are going to release what you wrote. Once you get the page, the, the pages out and you begin to write it, I think it's going to be therapeutic for you. It's going to help you to see your life in a different perspective. After you have written it and after you have read it, you can decide if there are things that you want to say more gracefully, if there are things that you want to take out altogether, or if there is added perspective that you want to add from the other person's point of view. 
One of the things that I tried to do in my memoir, Lost and Found, was to not just tell my story, but to also show grace for the other roles that people played. So, of course, no one dreams that their daughter's going to get pregnant as a teenager. And we did have um, some strain on our relationship as a result of that. But what I also tried to do is add the perspective of they had to grieve the dream of their daughter. I had to see it from their other perspective. So my ex-husband, I write about him in the book, but I try to not just vilify him. I try to tell his perspective as well. I did not say nice things to him. We did start off our relationship by me taking him from someone else. So like I tried to be honest about the role that I played and made sure that I did not write a book that solely made me a victim. Because when your book is about accusing others and making yourself a victim, it can make people become defensive. But when your book is told through the lens of love and grace and forgiveness, then you don't just tell what happened to you, but you also tell why it happened and you try to see people through grace. That's That would be my suggestion. So write the book, write it raw, write it unfiltered, put it on paper. And then after that, read it smooth it out, determine what you can really stand by releasing, allow maybe those people to even read it and let them know that this is your experience and your version of what happened and that you want to release it. You don't necessarily need their permission to do it, but you want to show them how that experience is going to be told through your lens. And then um, if you can say that you've said it in love, if you can say that you expressed it through grace and you're ready to stand by whatever the outcome is, I think that you should put it out. What say ye, core? I 100% agree. And you can't force people to see things the way that you want them to see them. You can't force people to expect uh, that you lived your life in a way that they expected. You know, everybody has their own perspective and their own intentions behind a thing. And it's important for you to stay true to your perspective and to not expect or wait for people to applaud or agree or condone your perspective. But don't write the book with the intentions of getting celebrated. Don't write the book with the intentions of pleasing the people. Write the book because it's something you want to put out that you want to share. And it doesn't matter what anyone says or how anyone feels about it. It's something that's coming from your heart to the people. Monique says something that is also another option. She says, write under a pen name. I wouldn't expose other people. It's not necessarily your place to tell other people's truth. Um, Eunice says, that is great. Christina says, I need the name. Oh, the name of my book is Lost and Found. Darlene says, but that's her truth too, right, from her perspective. I, yes. Yeah, I, that that was mine. And then, I mean, people kind of knew that I'd been married before. But obviously, some people knew who my father was. So when I wrote my book, you know, I didn't write it under a pen name because so many people were aware, obviously, uh, and I think it also goes back to intention. If you feel like I just want to write the book and get it out, I don't necessarily want to push it or promote it or right. whatever, right. then you can write it under a pen name and it can just live wherever it lives. But if you feel like I want to tell my story, I want to share my story in a way that helps other people, I want to speak about it, I want to connect with other people who maybe have gone through what I've went through, then you have to determine what you're willing to put out publicly and how you want to say it in a way that may or may not impact the relationships and people connected to it. The other thing you can do is use other people's names. Um, you don't have to use the exact person's name for your book. So you can say, you know, you can put the book out and someone could read the book and they'd be like, you're talking about me. And you'd be like, yeah, but I used a different name. So I don't know. There are options there. Absolutely. Don't hide behind your testimony to please other people. 
Danielle says, sometimes God simply wants us to write to finally release and forgive ourselves for what he's already forgiven us for, which is so true. You might write the book, get it out and say, that was for me. I needed to read my own story. Sometimes the hardest story for you to read is your own story. You don't think you're a survivor. You don't think you're an overcomer. Maybe you don't even think you're smart. Maybe you don't think anyone's ever been there for you. And in the process of writing your story, you see things like there was this teacher and there was this grandmother and there were these instances along the way where I had glimpses of God throughout my life. My life was hard. My life was challenging, but he was there in the midst of it all. And so, yeah, I think that you should write the book. And then from there, be careful with your next steps and make sure that you can do something that you're willing to stand by. So, okay. So here we go. Hi, Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. I came across your podcast through my friend who always speaks so well of you in PT. I need your help and the delegation's insight. I'm really scared, never really put my business out like this, but I need healing, so here goes nothing. I've been married four years, together eight years. I was a leader at church, I have one child. Looking back now, for some years, I've been operating on cruise control, constantly on the go and feeling like I've had to carry everything from work to church. Some time ago, I found a friend and my work colleague. He listened, and that's where I found my escape from life. Cut long story short, I cheated, slept with him twice. Never in a million years did I think I would be here. My husband found out as he realized I became detached from him. He has kicked me out and turned away from the faith. Before kicking me out, things got really bad. Things got physical. That's when I knew I needed out. He has demanded custody of our two-year-old. I'm hurt. I'm angry. I'm broken. The support I thought I would receive from my church has been non-existent. My husband has stopped going to church and cut communication from faith friends, which worries me. I've started counseling, but most times I just don't realize how I allowed myself to get here. To this point, I battle with thoughts of quitting life, but I know my daughter needs me. Since I'm currently staying at my friend's place, I feel like a bad mom as I don't get to look after or see my daughter every day. I don't know if my husband and I will ever get back together. I've let everyone down by my selfish mistakes. I've tried to show that I want to fix things, but I can no longer handle my husband looking through my phone, emails, scrutinizing me, and calling me names when I'm coming around the house to look after my daughter. What do I do? It's so hard to see the end of the tunnel. I cry every day. Never in a million years did I think I would be like this. I look forward to hearing your wisdom and insight. It is greatly appreciated. So first of all, I want to say thank you for your transparency. I know it had to take a lot for you to share something so personal and intimate. A lot of times we spend so much time talking about men who cheat that we never really dive into the reason why women end up having affairs or the realization that women often have affairs. And so I want to thank you for allowing your life to be a point of connection for so many women who, believe it or not, have been there. Because I think it is important for you to know that you are not the first woman to end up in this situation. There is nothing wrong with you. You're not um, broken. You're not worthless. You're, You're not any of those things that the enemy tries to tell us when we've made mistakes. But you are a person who is on a journey of healing. And when we're on a journey of healing, sometimes things are exposed about our character and about our emotions that reveal parts of us that we didn't even know existed. And I think that's what happened with you here. 
Maybe you had too much responsibility. Maybe there were some things that went unsaid in your marriage. Maybe you didn't feel like your voice could be heard. Whatever it was, you found yourself in a situation that is not true to the intent of who you desire to become. So what do we do when we end up with actions that are not true to the intent of who we desire to become? We have to make some decisions and some boundaries and some guidelines to keep us from becoming that person again. And so right now, I want to encourage you to stay in counseling. It's very necessary. But I want you to go to counseling, not with the hope of, I just want to get my marriage back. I just want things to go back to the way they were. Because the truth is, is things are never going to go back to the way they were. And that's a good thing because when they were the way that they were, you ended up being surprised by who you became. We don't want things to go back to the way they were. We want to create a new normal. We want to see ourselves and our emotions clearly. We want to learn to advocate for ourselves. We want to learn to use our words and to have healthy relationships. And so right now, we're going to counseling to see ourselves. We're going to counseling to understand our patterns. We're going to counseling to understand the way that we communicate so that we can be a good example for our daughters so that we can be a healthy role model moving forward. And I think that right now that can be your only concern. As it relates to your marriage, your husband's going to have to do some work too. He's going to have to want this marriage the way that you want it. And why? what I mean by this marriage, I mean the marriage that you are creating, not the marriage that you had. And he's going to have to be open to hearing areas where he could have improved, areas where he could have done things better. And you're going to have to be open to hearing how he has been hurt. Because the worst thing you can do in a situation like this is try to minimize someone's pain and just say, get over it. Until they feel that they have been really dealt with empathetically, they're going to constantly remind you of the pain that you cause. Because at the end of the day, when we have pain, we want for our pain to be expressed and to be heard. And I think that that's um, something that can never be underestimated. But he's going to have to want that. And right now you have no control over what he wants and how fast he moves. All you can do is work on yourself. Last thing I want to say, and then I'm going to turn it over to my sister and the delegation, is as a mother, we go through ebbs and flows. I was a single mother with my children. We lived in Virginia, and we were in a toxic situation there. I had to move back home with my parents. When I was in college, I had to go live on campus so that I could actually focus and study while my son stayed at home with my parents. There are so many instances of ups and downs with motherhood. Of course, we would like this white picket fence where we were present every single day and made the snacks and cut the sandwiches. But the reality is that in the process of us trying to get up on our own two feet, we find ourselves in situations we never wanted to be in. That doesn't make you any less of a mother. When you wake up every single day and your determination is to become healthy and whole so that you can create a safe environment for them, you are mothering even when you're not packing the snacks because you're working on yourself and working on becoming a better woman. And so I just want to encourage you to be open to embracing motherhood in different forms and recognizing that the core of motherhood comes when they're, um, the beauty of motherhood rather um, comes from a woman who has made a commitment to becoming whole and you are becoming whole. And as a result of that, you are mothering even from a distance. I mean, what what more do you say? You touched on everything. I was going to say the same thing um, as far as her husband. You you have to understand his hurt as well and, and his pain and some of the things that he is struggling with. And you know, affairs don't just come up, they're built up. 
And so it takes two to destroy a marriage and it takes two to rebuild a marriage. And uh, just as my sister said, it's important for you to be willing to rebuild um, and to renew your relationship from a place that um, doesn't stem from the hurt that you all are accustomed to. I don't know what his life has afforded him, um, how he grew up or what his example of marriage looked like. And I don't know what your example of marriage looked like, but outside of what you grew up in, you can become better than where you came from. And so it's important for you to be willing to put as much work in yourself as you're willing to put in him and as you're willing to put in your marriage. And he is not using your daughter, but um, he may be protecting his daughter from his perspective. And you have to be open to embrace that, that um, your daughter needs her father and your daughter needs you. And y'all are going to have to figure out a way to come together for the best interest of the child. Even if you don't get back together, if it doesn't work out, you all have a child that is going to be looking to you for how to have a healthy relationship when everything has separated. And so um, just stay the course, continue in, in the counseling. Um, you may want to do some family counseling when it, when it comes time where all of you can sit together and kind of talk. But um, do the work. Do the work. I'm also going to suggest maybe if there's a mediator, whether that's a family friend or someone who can be impartial to kind of help navigate you guys through co-parenting, because it's not healthy if your daughter's overhearing him say negative things about you yeah. or in that toxic environment. And because you are committed to your wholeness, you're not in a place where you can receive that either. You're so vulnerable right now, and you feel so much shame and regret already mm -hmm. that when he adds his words to the mix, it just reaffirms what those voices are trying to tell you. So in an effort to protect your environment and to protect your child's mind and ears, I would suggest maybe someone picks up the child or goes inside of the house to grab the baby and then brings them out to you so that you guys can have some distance. If you guys can't speak to one another and have healthy relationship, I'm not saying it has to be perfect. It doesn't have to be loving and romantic, but it does have to be respectful for the mm -hmm. sake of the child. And I would certainly consider some mediation. Let's see what the delegation says. Shaninka says, this moment is definitely a lesson in finding out more about herself. Sometimes it takes a misstep for us to recognize that how we were existing isn't the best version of ourselves, healing from childhood dysfunctions and et cetera. More will unfold for her. I hope that she forgives herself and rediscovers the newness in this current journey, praying for her healing. Let that soak in, my friend, wherever you are listening from, that the delegation is praying for your healing. Labo says, the lines of communication are pivotal in relationship. You ladies are providing gems. Chad says, all of this is great counsel. Shaniqua says, and he must be willing to put in just as much as she is willing to do to repair and heal. Totally agree. It takes two to fix this. Took two to break it. Tanya says, counseling is for a whole, is counseling for the whole family is necessary while the parents are hurting, the children are as well. Mm -hmm. And Rachel says, read wholeness, definitely. Read wholeness by my husband, Ture Roberts, and it's going to help you unpack a lot of your patterns and rhythms as well. Daphne says it again, praying for her. It can be restored. Great advice. All right, child. Listen, that's... Can I add something? Please. If you go back and do not insist that he gets help, 
then you agree to going back into something that you know broke you and was toxic. So do not go back unless he is willing to do the work with you because then you cannot play victim to something you went back to. Mm. All right now. All right, it's snack time in the sanctuary. Snack time. That's my time. Um, Well, I think that overall in life, we as a people have to be very open to our flaws as we are our favor. Mm. So, so often we are good at picking out what's right with us, what's good with us, what, what sounds right and, and making ourselves look good in situations where we may need to step back and embrace our role in the situation, our role in the dysfunction, our role in the chaos, we can get attracted to dysfunction. We can get addicted to dysfunction, especially if it makes you feel good about being a victim. And so I want to encourage everyone listening to get out of the mindset of victim and walk in a newness that requires you to embrace your flaws so that you can get to victory. You cannot get to victory if you are not willing to fight in the battle. Mm -hmm. You cannot get to victory if you won't face a battle. You won't face a fight. You won't face conflict. You run away from the things that hurt you so they cannot be healed. It's important that in order for you to be a victor, that you embrace and look at everywhere you've allowed yourself to be a victim and get healed from that place. That's really, really good. I've actually been speaking a little bit this podcast and certainly in my own prayer and journal time about like being aware of my flaws, because to your point, sometimes we focus so much on the areas where we've got strength and favor that we don't see the areas where we can grow. Mm -hmm. And so I totally co-signed that thing. It's a snack for the people. Eunice says, no victim status. Tara says, we are victorious. Debbie says, word, Cora. Ashley Holloway says, amen. You have to acknowledge it. Kwanzaa says, changing your mindset is part of the journey to becoming more Christ-like. Come on, somebody. And Madronika says, yes, Corey, yes, glasses, yes, snack. (laughs) All right, sis, pray us out. Father God, we just honor you. We give you praise and we give you glory because you are awesome. You're worthy. You're marvelous. You're pure. You're amazing, God. You're loving towards us. You stay honest with us. You show us where we can be victorious. You show us where we can endure. You show us where we can hold up our shield and know that you will keep every dark every arrow, every enemy, every flood that would try to come nigh us. God, you will destroy it before it even touches us. So God, we thank you for protection and we thank you for covering us when we did not know how to cover ourselves. We thank you for revealing to us areas where we need help and giving us an opportunity to walk in the help that we need. God, give us strength as we move forward in what you've called us to do. Help us to be who you've called us to be. Help 
help us to turn away from the things that cause us to be addicted to dysfunction and connect us to life and that more abundantly. Give us a desire, a thirst for you like never before. Open up our hearts to be clean and to be renewed, restored, and revived. Destroy every yoke, O God, that your name may be glorified and revealed in and through us. We'll be careful to give your name the glory, the praise, and the honor that it is due for it's in your son Jesus' name, the only name that has power to do it. It is so, and so it is. Amen. Amen.